Welcome once again to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. We are your Bible Idiots, Chris and Emily Danielson, and welcome to the broadcast. Hopefully, we'll be laughing louder. I know we'll be digging deeper, and we will, of course, be living larger in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're just glad that you're going to do that with us. Yeah, Come episode, two, <laughs> episode 240 right now, 240, and we missed our long form last week. Sorry about that. Got a little busy. And you're like, well, aren't you guys going to ever get a consistency going? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch God continue to grow this, and we're going to try to really put some things in place. You know what really keeps you accountable? Sponsors. <laughs> We don't have any. You know what else keeps you accountable? A paycheck. We don't have one of those either. This is just a volunteer and maybe that's broadcast a good thing. based on love, based on <laughs> wanting to do it. And there's enough of you that want us that are here every week. Uh, that, I mean, you're not you're not a massive, you know, millions of people, but there's enough of you that yes. we're here for you today. And Chris's sporadic love is enough. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Some Wednesdays, I don't want to share the Word of God with you. No. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. We try to do like a weekend by Monday podcast. That's the Chris and Emily show and then a midweek long form, which is one of my teachings. We'll have that back for you this week. Right now, it is Sunday night, the 9th of January, 9.14 p.m. as we're talking right now. And I have been going since about 7 o'clock this morning. You've had a busy day. Yes. I uh, actually, after church, we had a potluck. It was just... oh. Wonderful time at church. A lot yes. of our, you know, our, we're, we're actually growing statistically. Some people are coming to the church. It's really good to see. And, um, you know, it's it's new people. So it's a, like a fresh thing. You know, one of my pastor friends says you bake fresh bread for your congregation every week. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to serve that to new people. It is. And not try to have church growth for church growth sake. Then... <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, there was my church lisp and showed back. Sake. I did grow up with a lisp, and that just showed up. Yeah, church growth, sake, sake. I don't know how I ever got into broadcasting. I think it was just stubbornness more than anything. God has a sense of humor. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. if you can use me. Anywho, so after that, I was blessed with the opportunity to go over to Salina, Kansas, and there was a event going on called Kingdom Jam 2022, where they had six bands that were all playing 30-minute sets, and they were doing this to raise money for SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. And that is something that uh, our bishop, uh, Bishop Ron Bull, puts together. And it's because his grandson died of SIDS years ago. So I can't remember how many annual, whether it's the 10th annual or 15th annual or whatever it is. But it was just fun. And I emceed the event alongside Jay Johnson, my my good close friend. And we did the two-headed monster thing. What does that mean? Well, I didn't go up and introduce a band, and then he come up and do the giveaways. We went up together and did like little seven minutes. Double the fun. That's right. (laughs) Twofer, 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 your pleasure. Double income. Or whatever. What was that commercial? I'm misquoting it horribly. (laughs) Anyway, it is Sunday night now. It's 8.16 You guys were like a chocolate and vanilla ice cream twist (laughs) cone. That's right. On stage. Ice cream cone because... We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? And sweet. And sweet. Yeah. Nice. All right. So anyway. And the kids love you. <laughs> <laughs> and Any... you're kind of messy and sticky. You're going to interrupt me again? <laughs> no. And... Well, actually. 
<laughs> so it's Sunday Cold night. that time. Yeah. It's <laughs> Sunday night. We're a little punchy. Um, and we have some things to talk about. Before we get into, uh, I don't know, the latest rant that we're going to have for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that I made a glaring error in last week's pl- podcast. <gasps> no, not no. you. You brought up something you said. I don't remember which scholar said it or which Bible or, you know, Christian theologian, the- theologian yes. or, you know, well-known person said it. But the comment was about that those who are more heavenly focused will do more good on earth. Oh, yes. And do you Very remember good what quote. you said? I think you said, uh, I think you said Spurgeon. It no, was Spurgeon. I said Tozer said it. You said Tozer said it. Who actually said it? It's uh, C.S. Lewis. Oh, oh, see? Yeah, well, C.S. Lewis was the one who so actually said theologians, it. So many theologians. So I'm time. laying in bed trying to drift off, and you know how... You know, you're just trying to not, like, have bad dreams. And so you're th- trying to think good thoughts, and all of a sudden just, boom, I just sat up a bit. I'm like, I told our entire podcast. And, and you're, ta- you're talking a story. I don't remember who it was, and you're telling a story, and I'm, I jump in. It was Tozer. <laughs> I guarantee it was Tozer. From Let's, my wisdom on high, yes. it was Tozer. And Let's I was wrong in my lie. wrongy wrongness. <laughs> And I'm like, it was C.S. Lewis. Watch, I look it up and it's Tozer. <laughs> no. So it was C.S. Lewis that said that. So All right, very good. You can't, you know, you're like, Chris, are you saying that you don't always get it right? Yeah, well, it's true. I know. That happens. So before we get going, I want to make that correction. Very good. Yeah. All right. Noted and duly sworn in. Mm-hmm. And filed with the courts. All right. <laughs> and filed very with good. the court. So the point is, is that if you're heavenly minded, though, you do more earthly good, mm-hmm. and earthly minded people don't do as much earthly good as heavenly minded people. And kind you know, of why do you think that is? It is another paradox that is the Lord, isn't it? Uh, I think it is because uh, when we are heavenly focused, that is the realm of truth, ultimate truth and reality. And so uh, when we're not heavenly focused, we're just looking at the physical. We know how that you know, worked out for Adam and Eve to just look at the physical and rationalize through the physical, uh, it didn't work out well. And so um, being heavenly focused means that you are actually operating in the realm of ultimate truth. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why. Well, one of the things that we had been doing in the last week is doing fasting and prayer. And we prayed a lot. We talked a lot. And one of the things that we fasted from, there were some food items, there were some other items, but one of the things we fasted from was unnecessary scrolling and no TV at night, except for Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I had signed up for a webinar with Dr. Del Tackett. And those of you who know the Truth Pot Project would know Dr. Del Tackett. He's got a new project out, and he has a seven part series on the seven threats in our culture he calls it the perfect storm yeah very good. and emily and i watched that uh webinar on tuesday night and his whole point was about during the times in which we live you have scoffers Mm -hmm. you have fools and they are given over to a depraved mind and and i have tried to explain this from my scholarly perspective which everyone knows you know it emily knows it and i know it is kind of weak very blue collar very matter of fact language well del tackett can do it from a much higher more common sense approach and it's and he's got a better linguist uh attitude i think uh, than i do a better skill with the verbiage yeah well and he's able to look through those scriptures and pull out very specific words he'll look at a passage and say you know 
those categories of people. He pulled out the words. There were there were three categories of people. There were the simple-minded, and then there were the fools, and then there were the scoffers. And there and there are three different mindsets there. And he went into you know, how we deal with those scoffers or with those foolish people or with the simple-minded, um, different approaches um, are going to be more effective than others. But you got to know who you're talking to. Are you yeah. talking to someone who's just simple-minded or are you talking to someone who's foolish or are you talking to an actual scoffer? Yeah. Um, it, it's important to kind of know the difference. Well, and then from there, it goes to depraved mind. Mm-hmm. And Del Tackett took us for the last hundred years through the Roaring Twenties mm-hmm. and all the way through the World Wars into the 60s, the free love, and we've never been the same since. And his new truth project, it's actually called the Engagement Project, and he's starting with the yeah. Perfect Storm now. No, they're not sponsors of the show. Encount- isn't it Encounter Project? It, the Engagement Project. Oh, the Engagement Project. Yes, okay. and so you get engaged with the culture, you get engaged with Got your it. church, you get engaged with your family, Okay. because you're engaged with the Lord yeah. every day. Yeah. And the reality is, is that the depraved mind is something that we must take a look at. And when I say we, I'm talking about authentic born-again Christians who want to live for Jesus with the rest of their days. Ah. Those of us that hold to that mantra, we need to look into the depraved mind. And yeah. we have to understand that it's not that these people you know, want to dislike us. And, and that's not the right right term. It's not that they want to do certain things. It's that they have to because their depraved mind doesn't allow them to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And if you can't look across the landscape of, you know, if you looked at 10 headlines, pick any seven, if you can't see a depraved mind in our culture where they can't see what's actually good. Now, Del Tackett didn't go as far as what I have gone with the word depraved mind, which is in Romans chapter one. And it literally means unable to care for yourself, unable to process truth. Usually, the way Tackett explained it is it's like it's like a horse that can only see a little peripheral. Uh, they got blinders on. They can only see a little bit and only what's right in front of them. Right. And then they're easily persuaded right. they can by be rational around. arguments. Yep. If you made a rational argument with somebody that you should be able to put your hand in boiling water you know, for just a split second and not be burned because of the contact, some people will be like, oh, okay, and they'll stick their hand in and get burned. <laughs> right. And they'll be shocked. Yeah, yeah. Do you follow my train of thought here? Yeah. Is that enough explanation? I think so, yeah. So... The depraved mind is what we're fighting. What does that mean for us? Number one, it means that we can have grace for those who disagree with us, for those who don't see what we see when they're not on the narrow way, they're on the broad way. And another thing that Tackett really showed us in that webinar is the fact that when you have enemies who claim Christ, mm-hmm. and yet they, they're obviously not doing what any authentic Christian would be called to do, you can see the depraved mind has seeped in and you don't get mad. You pray for them and you hope that they come back to a place of repentance if they ever repented in the first place. Right, exactly. I think sometimes we have a little bit of a skewed view because, you know, Satan loves to tell us lies that, you know, things like uh, you're the odd man out. Nobody agrees with you. Nobody likes you. You're you're all alone in your in the way you think and the way you feel, which isn't reality. But we get it a little bit skewed where 
we kind of feel sorry for ourselves because of the things people say to us and or you know we're shunned or we're told you can't come to Christmas because you haven't been vaccinated or whatever but the reality is is that we should be feeling sorry for them we should be feeling sorry for those that are in bondage knowing that we are set free we're walking in the light and in the truth and even if there's very few of us which there are more than what we think they are there are um we we need to have that heart of compassion towards them like we would someone who is literally in bondage yeah you know as we walk around free well the division that we have in our culture is so great that there are and, and again i think that there are authentic born-again christians there are the conservatives and some of them are authentic born-again christians mm-hmm. then you have liberals mm-hmm. and then you have lefty and lefty is so far gone that you cannot reason with them yeah. because they are of depraved they mind. Would, they would be in the scoffer category. Yes, liberals on the other <laughs> hand, some of them are lefty, some yeah. of them are not. Right. Some of them are actually able to reason, they just have a different perspective. And to know the difference is one thing. To put blinders on and say, I don't care about the difference, I'm gonna try to love with Jesus's love is a total another thing. All right. But you don't try to teach your cat algebra. All right. There's no reason right. there's no reason to try to convince lefty of anything right. because most of the time when you have conversations with lefty is that they male or female doesn't matter they don't even hear what you're saying no. they're waiting for you to stop so that they can hammer back and usually it is some sort of misguided uh, regurgitation Mantra. of something yeah. that they'd heard and they usually don't even get it right half the time <laughs> and unless they're a professor who's paid to learn the mantra and then those arguments are even even good but right. I say all that to say lefty is so divided from anything on our side, whether it be Christian, whether it be Trump, whether it be conservative values when it comes to education, whether it be conservative values when it comes to the economy, stuff that's actually worked, that they don't want to hear anything. And anything that has that attached to it, they are... They are brainwashed to a depraved mind level where they reject it out of hand. And I brought up the sheriff's uh, coalition to stand for the Constitution. That's just one example. Right. I mean, look at, I mean, how do you let a transgender man go in and throttle all the women who've been training their whole life exactly. for whatever it is, cycling, soccer, whatever, sport, whatever yeah. sport? I mean, that's just hatred towards women. It is. Because you want to have this fake love towards a transgender person who really needs psychological help. Right. Oh, you can't say that. That's hateful. Look what they're doing to Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And he actually showed love and compassion towards a transgender man. And yet, because he didn't sing their mantra, they want to cancel him. And then Patton Oswalt this last week had a night on New Year's Eve with Dave Chappelle. And he said what a great friend he was. And they came out, and now he had to apologize. Did he apologize? He did. He said, I'm so sorry that the hurt goes so deep for some of you and my insensitivity about hanging out with Dave so Chappelle, even though Dave's still say, my friend. He, he couldn't say that he was a friend with a black man without getting... 
blowback. Well, it, no, it was is that Dave Chappelle is anti-trans. And no, I understand that. Him. I understand that. But when you think about it in any other context, if someone were to, if there were two people standing, you know, in a place, a black man and a, and a white man, and they said that they were, and the white man said that they were friends, and the crowd just, how dare you? Regardless on, oh, regardless of the context under which they were friends. That that would be considered horrible, you know. But and the, and the yet, point, the, there's yeah. a pass given. Yeah, it has for nothing the, for these for these things. It has nothing to do with the race. This is how militant and depraved the transgender defenders right. are themselves and their defenders. They will go after anybody for any reason, and you have to cow town, and you have to, including you know, including their own, inclu- and 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 you know, Patton Oswalt's one of he's a lefty. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty himself, but he had to apologize for hanging out with Dave Chappelle on New Year's Eve where Dave Chappelle said, hey, you know that club gig you're doing? Why don't you come over to my stadium arena show and do a few 10-minute set? Because mm-hmm. they've been – look, the comics back in that day, they, they're all friends. They've all toured together. They all stick together. It's just it's part of it, you know? And so for him to have to apologize because he was with Dave Chappelle because the transgender community wanted to crush Chappelle and they couldn't, so now he's enemy number one. Yep. That's just beyond the pale of of rational thinking. We're now we're dealing with depraved mind, but we still have to try to have forgiveness. We still have to try to have grace. That's called walking the narrow road. There's many ways you walk the narrow path with Christ, and that's just one of them. But on the other hand, this, a Supreme Court justice came out with outrageous statistics that the CDC director came out earlier today. By the way, it's Sunday, January 9th, 8.30 in the evening. CDC director came out and said, no, Judge Sotomayor, she's full of it. She, she's just making stuff up now. Sure. It looks like it's political Obama stuff from the bench. Mm-hmm. She was an Obama appointee. Yeah. She wasn't the light, and she's not even the lightest weight guy, a person she ever was ever <laughs> nominated by Obama. Yeah. Uh, what's that other one? The last one he did, she's she's just an incredible. I don't even know how I don't even know how she was an attorney, let alone a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> don't you wonder about that sometimes? Oh my word! Like, uh, you couldn't possibly understand constitutional law the way you talk. You you couldn't even understand it. But here's the thing: we've gotten to a point in our culture where someone can stand up to say something and preface it with. What I'm about to tell you is a complete lie, but here goes. The sky is green. And those people who align themselves with uh, leftist leaders, even with that preface there that what I'm about to tell you is a lie, and then they say it, they'll they'll still go, oh, yeah, it is. They'll still agree with it, even yeah. though they literally told them what I'm telling you is a lie. And the proof for that is that Macron guy out of France. France, yeah. Um, he flat out said what the agenda was, and the agenda is to ostracize and hurt the unvaccinated, make their life miserable. He used in a deeper um, slang term than tick off, but he basically said three times 
times in one statement. He said three times, our agenda is to tick off the unvaccinated. Don't let them go to the restaurants. Don't let them go to the theater. Don't let them ride on public transport. We want them to feel oppressed and we want them to feel ticked off. And then he got a lot of backlash for it. But don't think that this is not part of the Satan soldier method right. across There's the country. There's legions of people who are going, yeah. And that's where I was that's where I was getting with the uh whole you can stand up and say what I'm about to say is a lie, but I'm going to tell you anyway and then say it. You've got a certain segment of those listening that want to follow and believe so bad that they will believe that lie even though they've flat out been told by the person telling the lie that it's a lie they they'll still do it but you know you go back to the bible and and god says you know uh when it comes to having that right-mindedness of god um you know you could have somebody raised from the dead and they still won't believe the truth yeah that's what jesus did by the way yeah but uh yeah the evidence can be right in front of them but they will what, not see it when one of the things that means in the bible when you combo it in with a few other scriptures uh-huh. is that some people will set their heart like flint against the things of god right and only god can soften their heart exactly which is why it's so dangerous when someone hardens their heart remember pharaoh yeah you know pharaoh hardened his heart pharaoh hardened his heart pharaoh hardened his heart and then guess what happened god hardened pharaoh's heart boom his cork was was sunk right there yeah it was sealed and you know what that reminds me of that reminds me when i was a kid growing up uh you know i would tell my dad like you know he asked me to do something or whatever in the morning and then evening would come and he'd be like did you do that and i would say oh i forgot and he would he would say no you didn't you didn't forget you chose not to remember he never let me use that as an excuse and i think it's so applicable today and especially as we start turning our hearts and our minds towards heaven and someday we're gonna stand before god and he's not gonna buy the i didn't know like yeah "Yeah, you did it was made plain to you well supreme court uh supreme court justice sotomayor has been fact-checked, put down by the CDC, and now everybody's saying that anything COVID-related, she could, she should recuse herself. She won't. She won't, Because no. lefties never do. No. Okay? No, they don't. <laughs> that's, that's their mantra, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you recuse, never will, never do. will. That's our mantra. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, the Supreme Court decision coming out on these mandates is the litmus test for the survival of this nation. If they come out and allow Biden to keep doing the mandates, it's gone. And we've already said it's over. It's just a matter of time. Well, the time is going to be rapidly approaching. But I want us to look at scriptures as we come to a conclusion. And I'll give you final thoughts. Let's do it. We as sold out believers, and that's who this podcast is for. If you're turning in and you don't love Jesus and you're not a sold out, and when I say sold out, I mean you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you're walking the narrow path, and you don't really care who knows it, and you don't care what other people think, you have a relationship with Christ, he's your portion. This podcast is for us. That's what we're here to do is chat, be your broadcast friends as we go through life. So in that, the scriptures that I have brought to the forefront can I be honest with you? I don't like these. I don't like these scriptures because it goes against my flesh nature. Ah. And it okay, goes... I got like really wide awake there just for a second. <laughs> I know. Like... You guys, I wish you could have seen her eyes. They just about came out of her skull. 
on a Sunday night. <laughs> you think you know a guy. Yeah, no. Because this is the only way to get what I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share a couple scriptures, Emily. You'll get final thoughts. All right. <laughs> yes, I will. You yeah, know yeah. I will. You better keep that recording going, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Don't you hit that stop button. That's right. That's right. I'll, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. <laughs> keep your hands <laughs> where I, I can see them. Yeah. All right. Okay. What are the scriptures that go so against your no, flesh No, I don't nature? like these. And the only way I can tolerate these scriptures is when I'm walking close to Jesus in the spirit. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. This is a temporary life. This is a temporary world. We've got to get over it. I hate the fact that there are people that lie about this COVID stuff. I hate the fact that it's so obvious Lefty needs to keep this stuff churning, even though Omicron is going to give us herd immunity, even though that the cases are spiking all over. It's it's just, you know, we got to move on, right? And there's got to be some some real leadership here, which isn't going to come from Lefty, okay? It just isn't. That's not what they do. And then I read this. It says in 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. Then in Matthew 5, 44, it says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Mm. How about Mark eleven twenty five? And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. Mm, yeah. That whole forgiveness thing kind of slaps us in the face sometimes back to reality. (laughs) I know, know. last one. The merciful are blessed, for they will be shown mercy. Mm, Final thoughts, Emily, Joe. You know, it was a lesson I learned a while back. But, you know, praying for God to forgive someone, you you just have to realize you're not asking God to let them off scot-free. That's not what it is. But when you are praying for your enemies, you're praying for those who have done wrong against you. Um, they may not necessarily be your enemies. They could be close family members. <laughs> but uh, regardless, when you are praying to God to forgive someone, uh, the Bible says that there is no forgiveness without repentance. And so what you're actually praying to God when you ask God to forgive someone of the wrong that they've done is you're asking God to bring them to a place of repentance. And that place of repentance, number one, that's where the heart is changed. That's what's going to ultimately do well for that person to come out of whatever sinful state they're in or come out of, you know, from being lost to being found. And so when you begin, when you have that in your brain and you have that concept, it's a lot easier to, to pray for your enemies, to pray that God would forgive them because that, that, that it is a process that God puts into place and it ultimately can lead to salvation. And that's what happens when you start living this way. You start wanting people to find the Lord. You can, you know, you can't break through like, we talked right, about right. 15 minutes ago but god can and so you keep the, you know you keep holding ground you keep sharing the truth and you yourself set your face like flint towards the lord jesus christ and let him be your portion today that's going to do it for us maybe you can hear the dogs barking in the background maybe you can't <laughs> they're out in the yard going crazy about something we have to go out on sunday night and find out what they're doing there's a liberal out there <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> that's <laughs> 
Send the hate mail to Emily. And... <laughs> All right. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the word of God today and go and serve your king.